Welcome to the Hyper Sloth Happy Hour with your hosts, Zigzag and Rufus, coming to you live from planet Earth, courtesy of Smoking His Records and Global Corp Industries. Now, grab a beer, put your feet up, and get ready for the Hyper Sloth Happy Hour. Sounds like 
it's weird. It sounds like Kiss playing Van Halen songs because they just went into Kiss's studio and picked up all their shit. So it's like the tones sound like old Kiss songs, like Kiss covering Van Halen. It's really odd. Does it sound cool? It sounds really cool, and it's really cool to recognize a bunch of riffs that later became. It's not like they just re-recorded the, the same song. It's like they just they took a riff from this one song, and that turned into a song that we all know now. Right, so that's kind of cool. It's a, it's a nice archaeological piece, I guess. What year? What year did that happen? I just out of curious. I, you know what? I'm really not familiar with like the Van Halen timeline, other than I know in the like 1984. Maybe eighty three they were big, but uh how big were they like big in the late seventies? Their first album came out in seventy seven. Gene Simmons did that demo I think in like seventy four or seventy five. Really? And then but between seventy seven and eighty four they put out six albums. I mean almost Jesus an album Christ. a year. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> yes it is. And whiskey Obviously. cocaine and whiskey together will make you a, a workhorse. You know, and that's they made a workhorse out of Stevie Ray Vaughan, actually. And, uh, you know, he used to – this. I actually heard this. I, you probably have heard it as well. That he used to put cocaine in his whiskey and drink it. I, I've heard that's why his teeth were so jacked up. Right. Like you heard a name for that? What, what is that called, that technique? I think they call that the uh, – I think they call that the rock bottom, if I'm correct. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> You get cocaine in your whiskey, you're not in good shape. I'm sure. I know that when people take cocaine and rub it on their teeth and gums and shit, they call it a gummy or a nummy. I'm not really sure Uh, which because I've never – I've always been too lazy to experiment with cocaine, luckily for me probably. That's ironic. Wouldn't it make you not lazy once you you start experimenting? It would, but see, I'm happy being lazy. I'm happier being lazy than I would be on cocaine, I do believe. This is true. I've tried cocaine once, and I fucking hated it. Worst, like, chemical experience of my life, for sure. You know what? I, did, I didn't I did try cocaine once, but I think I told you the story before that someone had smoked some in a bong that I smoked some weed out of later, and I ended up staying up for, like, two fucking days, and I finally I see the guy whose house I was at. I'm like, dude, I haven't fucking felt straight since that night, you know, thinking that we just, I mean, we got all drunk and whatnot. And uh, he's like, oh, shit, dude, I should have told you. We were smoking cocaine out of that bong before you were smoking weed out of it. Oh, shit. So that's when we did, you get like, did you get secondhand high off of their smoke, or was there, like, cocaine residue when you started smoking your weed? There was cocaine the residue when I started smoking. Oh, man. I can't imagine how that felt, especially not expecting it or knowing it. You must have been like, oh, my God, I'm going to fucking die. Well, the deal was, dude, I just, I was up. You know what I mean? I didn't really feel high or anything. I just couldn't fucking go to sleep. It's like my brain wanted to go to sleep so bad, but my body was like, I like it to coming off like a five-day alcohol bender. Like when you're trying to like dry out for that day or two after a bender and you just feel like your whole body is like short-circuiting or something. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, see, I've been on about a three-year bender, but I'm thinking right? about uh, taking a break. We'll see how that goes. Did I say did I say five-day bender? Because I meant like two and a half decade bender. <laughs> yeah, that was a rough one. That was a rough couple of days after that 24-year bender coming off that one. <laughs> I'm sure it was. <laughs> 
but I survived. I survived. I I didn't only survive, I thrived, I like to say. I bet you you might have been a little grumpy though. I knew it was time to quit when I was enjoying being hung over. <laughs> because it reminded you of being drunk. Right, exactly. And I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait to get drunk again so I can feel hung over again tomorrow. The worse hungover you are, the better the time you had before, and so you, you kind of crave the bad hangover. You know what? The problem is, Rufus, I could drink, like, we talked about this on last week's show, I could drink 20 fucking beers, and I wasn't drunk. So it's not like I was, like, getting shit-faced hammered every night, you know what I mean, and making an ass of myself. I just, at one point, I was like, I'm just fucking wasting money on beer, because I'm not drunk. I'm just fucking me, I guess. Hard it's to explain. weird because I can drink that much as long as I'm drinking Bud Light. Like, you know, that's my body's programmed to it now. As long right. as I'm drinking yeah. Bud Light, I can get shit-faced, and I won't have a hangover. I can wake up at 7 a.m. and business as usual. But if I drink anything else, if I just throw in one Miller Light into right. the, the case I'm drinking, then I'm, I'm fucked. The next day I'm just destroyed. Yes, your body is finely tuned to all the preservatives that they are putting in Bud Light. So throw in like an extra, I don't know, some kind of, something that ends with Ean in the name, I'm sure, and it throws your whole fucking chemistry out of whack. I'm definitely familiar with that process. Here's yeah, what I did. I don't drink free range I, Bud Light. I didn't turn to vodka like a lot of people do because, you know, my, my family's in the liquor business, or they were in the liquor business. My grandpa actually owned the biggest distributorship, beer, wine, liquor, everything, uh, in Indiana for like a lot of years. And uh, the deal, you know, I, so I hung around a lot of liquor stores. And the deal was once you went from the beer to the vodka, this is how, the, this is the natural progression of things. It goes like this. The beer, mm-hmm. the schnapps, the vodka, mm-hmm. the grave. <laughs> Man, I don't know why I'm laughing. That sounds terrible. It it is terrible. It's a terrible thing. But that's so I knew as long as I stayed out of the vodka I was in I was in pretty healthy territory. That's good. I swore off like hard alcohol, liquor, grain alcohol, whatever. God damn years and years ago. I I never really enjoyed it. I was never like a whiskey guy or a vodka yeah. guy. I could do like a, a screwdriver, vodka and orange juice, that'd be good. But then the orange juice would burn my stomach. Right. I was a beer guy. I guess I guess I'm I'm good at, at that plateau. I I don't aspire to be better or worse than that. See, and the awesome thing about beer is it seems to put out any kind of flame you have in your stomach, be it from food or be it like a a stress flame, you know, flaming up in your stomach. With a beer, you just pour a beer on it, and you're like, oh, fuck, that feels good. That just puts the fire out. That is true. That is true. Hey, so are are you still at the, uh, the, uh, the crazy water slide park place? No, no, no. We're back from the crazy water water park place. I'll tell you what. You want to make a million dollars, oh, do like this place and have a bar where people have to do nothing but sit with their fucking kids all day. Because there yeah, was probably not wow. one sober parent. Luckily, no one drowned because there probably wasn't a sober parent in the house. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of pool slide. Well, like, like I was saying, though, you've got, you know what, you got to get over it the first like five minutes you're there, you just have to say, I'm going to be swimming and wading through feces for the next two and a half days. You just have to, you know, you're getting a golden shower. Anytime you walk underneath some kind of thing where the kids are climbing on, you just have to come to grips with it 
There's poop in the water. The whole fucking thing. The whole nine yards. How was it in terms of, like, uh, the crowd? Like, I, I don't like, like, at a, being at a crowded pool or a crowded, crowded beach where you accidentally brush up against somebody else's, like, naked, wet skin. That always gives me the creeps. Is it no, shoulder to shoulder there? Or is there was, room to breathe? It was pretty crowded. I mean, but not, I mean, there was room to breathe. You probably had a good three or four feet around you. But I'll tell you the grossest feeling in the world, dude, is, is walking through a pool and feeling someone else's long hair get stuck in your finger webs. Oh, that is God. the fucking grossest thing. And that was it for me at the very end. That happened. And I hate it when it happens just even in any pool. But that was especially gross because there's like 10 trillion kids there. And I was like, I'm done. I'm done swimming. I'm done going on slides. I reached my fucking limit. And you know what? My wife was surprisingly jovial and was like, wow, I can't believe you made it this long. Sounds like what my wife was. I haven't been in a pool in probably 20 fucking years. Here's, here's the funny thing, dude. If this place, right, it's called Great Wolf Lodge, and it's a cool place. They have, like, a lot of shit for kids to do there. They actually have, like, this magic quest game where you get a wand and you go around and, like, to all these spots inside the, the whole place. But, um, yeah, I smoked some weed five seconds ago, Rufus, and now I lost my fucking point. Where was I going with that story till I was telling, till I turned into a pitch? For Great Wolf Lodge. Uh, I thought that was the point. I, th- I thought maybe we had a new sponsor. No, no, we don't. Not yet. Not, not yet. You know what? They're really. Oh, this is it. Okay, so there's like this over 21 hot tub area, right? That uh-huh. it, they should call like mom and dad trying to go get a secret fucking hand job area or something because I was. <laughs> there's two reasons to go into the hot tub area for adults, right? One is because. Basically, riding down a slide on a tube as a grown adult could really fucking fuck you up. Your neck, oh, yeah. your back, your my hips, dude. I felt like I had given birth just because of the way you got to spread your legs, like you're giving birth in uh, the inner tube. But so I'm going in there, and it's like me and two other dudes are like sitting there, like with our backs on the jet, you know, like right on the jet, going like, oh god, that fucking hurts. Then there's, like, the creepy people who are, like, trying to sneak off because it's, like, a little cove. And I swear really? that people trying to get fucking hand jobs and, like, suck tits and shit back there. I, I know that they were. So that screwed uh, me uh, out, too. You know, you know there's got to be some swinging action going on oh. or just, you know, husbands you know, and or wives trying to kind of sneak something on the side. You know, it's not just a vacation from work. It's a vacation from responsibility and life. So let's... You know what? I want to say that I know that that wasn't going on there because no one approached me to swing with them. So I'm going to have to assume that that wasn't happening there. But I appreciate where your head is at. I just don't see it happening without someone wanting to involve me somehow. Well, I think they kind of intimidated. That's true. That's a very good point. I mean, as soon as I took up, you know what? I, I invented the swimming shirt, dude. I don't swim shirtless. At places like I don't swim shirtless anywhere. I have no, you know what? I have enough self-respect and respect for other people that I will just leave a shirt on while I swim instead of being like some guy that's sitting around with a giant like Falstaff tumor sticking out of his <laughs> over band. You know what I mean? A big Bud Light tumor. Like, oh yeah, so this is totally fucking normal when you're just like, dude, no one's gut is supposed to be lopsided like that. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. 
So yeah, I, I, I haven't here. been swimming so long, I can't imagine it, but I think I would probably be a, a shirt swimmer too. If only because, dude, I've been working outside recently, and I'm, I'm, my skin is burned to the fucking bone, dude. I can't touch my right arm without excruciating pain. And I, and, and I don't like lotions and gels on me, so I, I might swim in like a purple neck sweater. That would be cool. That would be very cool. You know what? There was actually a couple other dudes that had like respect for people and left their shirts on. There was like three or four other dudes wearing shirts, but there was a lot of people that should have been wearing shirts that weren't. And I would like to I would like to say this, Rufus, that I think you can tell a lot about a person's life trajectory by the quality of their tattoos, because I oh, did absolutely. see a lot and a lot of bad ink there. I you know what I can't really? say it really? in good ink. Because I'm not really a tattoo person, but most of these people were sporting some pretty rough looking, like, I would say subpar prison tattoos, even the ladies. Wow, and you're talking about the execution of the tattoo, not not necessarily the subject matter. Right. Nothing to do with the subject matter. Not one bit to do with the subject matter. I'm talking about the quality of the tattoo. I just have to imagine most of the people are sitting... Somewhere with some drunk guy with like a needle and a fucking ink pen is like, let me give you a tattoo. I'm trying to think of the most ridiculous subject matter I did see though. It was like, like grown men with like Winnie the Pooh and shit. What? What? Yeah, it was like really fucking strange tattoos on people. I mean, I w- I like to think that if you're gonna get a tattoo, you're really sitting down, you're thinking about it, you're. You're like, yeah, you know what, it's going to mean this, and it's going to be like a, you know, a point in my life that I want to remember forever. And I'm just thinking that most right. people do just drunk and fucking plop down and like point at the wall and like, I want that beach ball right there. That's exactly why I don't have a tattoo. I have nothing against tattoos. I'm not afraid to get one. But I'm like, it's going to mean something and be worthwhile. And what I give a shit about changes every six months. You know, that's Listen, why I haven't committed to one. I can't imagine just walking into some random place and being like, yeah, that thing, that picture of that fucking flower in the skull eye socket, put that on my body forever. That's cool. Oddly enough, that seems to be very popular with the ladies. No lie. <laughs> oh, really? I'm sure they're very much ladies. Yes, yes. And you know, there's and there's like the the uh, obligatory uh, like footprint that some dude has of some kid he hasn't seen, you know, since like 1988. You know, that he just doesn't have. He's like, oh, I'm going to get a tattoo because I'm never going to see that kid again. Yeah. So, uh, so let's get down to brass tacks here. Um, like you've got us. peripheral vision. You're in a safe space now. I am. Uh, were there any any hot babes or hot milf like roaming around this place? Mm. You know what, dude? As much as I would like to report back to you, yes, there was probably like two or three. I'm not wow. saying all the other ones weren't doable. I'm just saying right. that as far as hot chicks, yeah, not not really. Those chicks, I think, have someone else taking care of their kids. They're not at that place. They're, like, vacationing somewhere while their kids uh, are there with or something. Good point, good point. And I can't honestly say that uh, the chicks were hot there because some of the younger chicks were hot. But I honestly have no idea how old they are, so I I don't like to judge something like that. You know what I mean? I can't tell how old people are. I really have a problem with that. I look at I my, do too. 
I look at chicks in the grocery store, and I'm sure I'm like that fucking old bat or whatever, and she's probably fucking ten years younger than I am. I'm the same way, dude. I, I cannot judge age. I can't judge distance. I can't estimate numbers or anything that has like a numerical value. I can't. I just. I can't. My brain just doesn't work that way. You will never be so, yeah. one of those good carnival guys that like guesses your weight or your age or whatever. That'd be terrible. Terrible. How do those guys do that? You know what? I heard a guy doing it last year at the fair, and uh, I was pretty impressed with this guy's stand-up skills more than anything. He, like, had a fucking thing going that he was, like, he could, like, insult these people but not really insult them, you know, to the point where they were, like, ah, they were laughing along, but he obviously was making fun of them. It was quite entertaining. I think it was a shtick. I think he learned it, though. Uh, he's probably, probably trained by the Carney before him and the Carney before, before him. A Carney is no different than a gypsy, right? I mean, in reality. <laughs> no. It's a long heritage of right. you know, skills and mysticism. You know what's crazy is where I used to live in Indiana, like every fucking spring, it, it, without a doubt, there would be like something on the news where these people would go around and they would like offer to do like work for people either asphalting or roofing, right? Like two things you can't really do yourself. And they would uh-huh. like get the money down and never come back, right? I mean, it was like so well known. It still is, I'm sure. But they're always like we're blaming it on the gypsies. Like it was, and it was some kind of like standard scam that gypsies run because they're always on the move. So by the time you're looking for your money, they've already left town and shit, but they like get cards and shit made up. It's like a, like a short con, really. Well, can't they check the cell towers to see when the where their uh, crystal balls were like last used? I think they probably can. well. It depends on what a lot of them buy burner crystal balls now, so it's like uh, hard to track them. They just throw them away when they're done with them. That's right. Those, those crystal balls with the flip screen that you can just break in half. Right, you break in half and throw in the river, and you're just like, what? What? It never happened. What happened on the flip screen crystal ball never happened. You know, speaking of chick, dude, I was looking, just happened to be, for some reason, I don't know why, I've never, like, signed up for boner pills or anything, but all of a sudden I'm getting, like, a million, did you sign me up for, like, some kind of uh, erectile dysfunction uh, website now, because now I get, like, a million fucking emails for shit with erectile dysfunction? I got you a a gift subscription to a monthly uh, package, yeah. Thank you, I I appreciate it. I do appreciate that. As long as no it comes problem. out of Mexico or China, make sure I'm getting the choicest uh, fake boner pill out of China. That's what I want. Like is, that guy Lamar. Lamar, Lamar it's, it's synthetic uh, horny goat weed. Sweet, dude. Sweet. Make sure it's missing at least one molecule, though, so I really fucking flip out. Dude, this thing's missing like two molecules. You're totally going to flip out. I probably am going to flip out. But it's so, uh, of course... Like, all these emails are like, hey, get your boner pills or whatever. And I was trying to unsubscribe, which is so stupid because it probably added me, like, 50 more fucking lists of boner yep. pills. But, um, so I click on this one. It just it doesn't even tell you where you're going, right? You just click on a link. So I click on this link, and it comes up, dude, and it was, like, the most innocent name I've ever heard for a porno ever. Okay. And it was called 
her first bukkake cream pie gangbang. And I was just like, it kind of tugged at my heartstrings to think that I was going to get to share a special moment with someone who was getting their first bukkake cream pie gangbang. Was it like illustrated in like a watercolor, like a children's book? <laughs> it w- it like was done in fine oils. It was a piece of fine art, no doubt. You know Beautiful. what I did? I didn't actually click on it because I've seen it before, and the deal is it's not really her first bukkake cream pie gangbang, come to find out. So it was a little disappointing, to say the least. I can tell that she yeah, did and cream pie and gangbang, at least at separate times. Wow, that's like a, a smorgasbord of jizz. <laughs> like, the only thing missing, I think, was feet and, like, uh, gagging. In uh, in a furry suit, I think you would have all. Someone should do their first furry bukkake cream pie sadomasochistic gangbang uh, foot fetish video. You know what? <laughs> that uh, sex is becoming so like uh, nonchalant now. We get all these catalogs in the mail for all kinds of fucking bullshit, and it's all people trying to get us to sign up to their credit plan or whatever. Right. It's like a finger hut knockoff. So you open it up, and it's it's like shit that they wouldn't even bother putting in like Sky Mall or that other terrible magazine with stupid products. And we got one the other day, and I'm thumbing through it, and I'm like, okay, well, this demographic is obviously like elderly people because it's like ergonomic pillows. It's like shit you wrap around your legs for circulation. It's like pill reminder watches to remind you to take your pills. That's for another page, and it's like dildos. <laughs> and fucking like vaginal lotions and like sexy time stuff. For and I was like, I was, sh- I was shocked by that to begin with. Like, Are you kidding? Wow. And then I turned the page and it says for him, and I'm like, oh my god. And they have like dick pump enlargers, and they have, dude, I'm not kidding. I'll send you a picture. They have a a prostate probe for nice. for for pleasure. Is what they call oh, it's not like and a it's, do-it-yourself, check-your-prostate thing? Oh, no, it's a, it's a stimulator. And it's, it's it looks like a drumstick with a little nib on the end that's kind of curved up a little bit. Interesting. Yeah, and then you get past that, and it's like uh, arch supports and, you know, glitter for your blue wig and, you know, hummingbird feeders and all kinds of other boring shit. I would have thought so after that it would have been diapers. That was in yeah, there. That was in there. But the, the diaper had a butt plug built into it. Oh my god, that's a special, special place. I mean, you have to imagine, dude. I saw somewhere a long time ago um, that people over the age of like sixty-five, STDs mm-hmm. are rampant with those people because a lot of the ladies are widowed. A lot of the dudes who are still alive are widowed, so they just kind of like go and screw each other and fuck all the time, I guess. That's how I understood it. Wow, that's weird. I mean, I don't. I'm, I'm so fucking shallow, dude. But I have to think that if I'm 60 or 70 years old, I'm still going to be attracted to a 23 year old babe. You know, I'm, I'm not going to find another 80 year old woman like hot. Dude, the problem is, dude, that some 23 year old babe isn't going to have sex with a 70 year old man, unless it's you, of course. So right, I'm just yeah, unless it's me. Right. Hey, money, money, 
Money, dude. Happy, Money happy, and Craigslist. That's all you need. I'm not talking about a relationship with an 80-year-old woman. I'd be happy about... to have sex with a 70-year-old woman right now. Well, I, okay, if it's the room's dark enough, you know, got some items from that catalog. I'd like to think that we wrote the original song about uh, that kind of stuff. Do you remember the name of it? Uh, geriatric Love. Yeah, yes, yes. An oldie, but a goodie, a solid, solid <laughs> True. song. Through and through, Rufus, I must say. Anytime I'm talking about paper slot, I tell them about uh, geriatric glove, geriatric glove. I helped her use the bathroom with a rubber glove. I don't think <laughs> you, I, I don't think you get the essence of hypersloth if I haven't told you that particular. Uh, <laughs> wow, <laughs> I forget about that. Do you, do you remember Make... any other words for that? Please tell me you do. Uh, I don't. I do not. Oh. Dude, oh. <laughs> there were so many songs that I know. Uh, I know three verses of that song. You're kidding. Let me hear it right now. Wait a minute. Give me a second. Now I'm drawing a blank, but I know that I sing them to myself all the time, usually while I'm bathing an elderly person. Dude, I wrote so many songs, like just the words, not the music, on the back of uh, Delaware Subs menus right. that we never did anything with just because I forgot about them. You know, I, I, I'd start writing them on my, at the beginning of the shift. By the end of the shift, I'd be drunk and end up in my pocket and then in the laundry. Right. I know, dude, and those were some genius stuff. I'll never forget all those orange, the orange Delaware subs menus with the red writing on the back. Usually it was red. I still, I still have the original one with the lyrics for a farmer song on it. Do you really? Yeah, I got it right here. Hello, Gary, I, I keep it God damn it. You know what? I can't believe I'm drawing a blank. But later, when, I, when I'm not as stoned as I am right now, since I'm going to smoke some more weed anyways, right now, that... Uh, I'll write down what verses I remember and send them to you because I think if I jarred a little pebble loose in your brain that the whole thing might come flooding back to you. Cool. Dude, I'm holding the, the Delaware Sub Shop menu in my hand right now with the original lyrics of Farmer Song on it. I wish if, if Skype was fucking working with BTR, I'd hold it up and show it to you. What you need to do is take a picture of it and post it on the Hypersloth webpage or Facebook page. I should do that. I think Not a better to celebrating in the menu itself. You shall do that. What are you looking at? Which sandwich is the PLC oh, the Italian, right now? It's everything. The Italian gourmet. Right. The cheese. cheese oh, the egg. cheese sandwich was fantastic. It had cheese on it. I can honestly say I never attempted the cheese. Me either. And I always, every time somebody came in and ordered the cheese, which didn't happen often, I was just like, really? You're you're going to pay for this? You know what's funny is that I had the cheese sandwich at at uh, my sub shop as well, and I noticed this when we worked at uh, at Delaware that only weird people order vegetarian sandwiches. And I don't, I'm not meaning to to like say anything about people, but it just seems like the people that ordered the, ordered the vegetarian sandwiches were like the weirdest, most eclectic people. Let me just say that. Let me use that word. Not that they were bad. They just were different a people. Sam- a sandwich is not a format where that lends itself to vegetarian. That it's a, a salad. Right. I mean, you're basically having a salad with the bread on the top and the bottom. That which is fucking stupid. I mean, if you're gonna have a sandwich, you've got to have some meat in there. Period. Yeah, they're a little. You got a problem with vegetarians. 
give me a call, 646-478-0616. Yeah, give him a call because this guy's looking for a fight tonight, I can tell. He's oh, yeah. The vegetarians are, are too weak to lift up their phones. Uh, it could like be. Protein. Could be, but they're in it for the long haul because guys like me and you who eat a lot of meat will have heart attacks first. Well, I mean, maybe not. I, you know what? I tried to stop eating cheese for a while, and I didn't notice a difference. It, I, I realized that, you know what? I'm not tasting the cheese on anything, apparently, anyways, but somehow I'm still ordering stuff with cheese again, and I don't even know how it happened. It, like, one day I decided I was ordering cheeseburgers instead of hamburgers, even though I never could tell the difference if on, a like, a McDonald's cheeseburger or something. Man, I love a good cheeseburger. I like I don't like American cheese on anything but a cheeseburger. For some reason, the American cheese on a cheeseburger yeah. just melts into the meat somehow perfectly, and it's just well, delightful. I mean, you, but you like it on a cheesesteak, or wait, was that white Swiss? Uh, no, it was, it was white, white American, American, actually. It was white American. Right. But I always put provolone on my cheesesteak, though. I'm oh, yeah. That really right. nasty, nice stringy thing to fall on your chin and burn you. Leave a nice red mark for later. <laughs> Damn, sounds like you're a bit jealous of my love for blue cheese. I loved it when you were sitting around with white stuff hanging off your chin. It was very entertaining. <laughs> it happened more often than you think, my friend. I bet it did. I, I have to realize I didn't work every shift with you, so I don't really know what was going on <laughs> and when you were there and I wasn't. I really have no idea. I know a lot of dishes didn't get done. <laughs> but the broom, the mop handle was always sticky. I don't get it after you guys, after you and Victor pulled it. <laughs> it was sticky and it, did it smell like feces? It, it, I never smelled it. It tasted like feces, though. I could smell it from the Mr. Gaddy's next door. That was the grease trap. Oh, yeah, that's what they called my ass back then. <laughs> that is, that's right. Clean out the grease trap. You know, here's something. I was thinking about this when I was emailing somebody at work the other day. I'm like, what if I would just put like a exclamation point here, you know, or three uh, periods here in an email? You know, you can change like the whole tone of an email oh, yeah. by just like placing one different thing. I'm like, how? you could probably tell a lot about someone by the way that they text and the emotion that they use when they text. You think? No, I I, I agree because whenever I write emails for work, whether it's uh, people I work with or maybe it's uh, some third party company we're exploring working with, I always end it with thanks. And there's a big difference with, with thanks period right. and thanks exclamation point. And right. Like, how much how much do I want these people to really know how thankful I am or how enthusiastic I am? And honestly, thanks with an exclamation point. I used to do it a lot, but now to me, when I see it, when I tap it, I'm like, this looks really gay. I don't want to do that anymore. What's funny is I've gotten to the point where if people aren't putting their exclamation points behind their thanks, I'm like, fuck you, motherfucker. What's your goddamn problem? And I think that too. And that's my immediate thought after deciding not to do the exclamation point. I'm like, if I just do a period, they'll think I'm a fucking ass. Right, you're hooked on the exclamation point. This is what I've started doing. Dude, like, because I am like feel like I'm trying to be funny usually when I'm texting with people, either it's work-related or not, is that I use a, an exclamation point, but then to make it seem like I'm not yelling, I have to add LOL at the end of every fucking sentence to be like, you get it, right? I'm fucking joking, you fucking retard. 
Yeah, yeah. Let me put it this way. A certain person the other day, and you probably know this person, okay. Um, okay. sent me an email about a voiceover, right? Wait, wait, and is this person way better than the competition? Yes, yes. This okay. person's uh, floor is double welded. Let me just say that much. <laughs> is that right? How's this fascia? It has many advantages. That's for oh, sure. Oh, great. But so this person sends me an email, and uh, it was about a voiceover and a quick turnaround. Or no, it was a uh, there was an edit in the in the video, and there was a quick turnaround. And and I turned it around really quick. He said, "Thanks for the quick turnaround, that." And I emailed him back. Yeah, I would appreciate the t- the same when the check when it's time to write the check. LOL, right? Quick uh-huh. turnaround. So the person with all the advantages emails me back. It's like, I'm not sure what you meant by that. Oh, God. Dude, there's some people you can't do that with. And it's it's not that you're being unprofessional. It's just that some people, they're just automatons. You know, there's no personality there. You can't interact (laughs) in that way. Well, and you know what's funny about it? So I... After he emails me that, I don't know what you mean by that. I emailed him back and said, I meant a quick, I said it was a joke about a quick turnaround on the check, like the turnaround uh-huh. on the other thing. And then he, so I sent that off, and he texts me back later. He's like, oh, sorry, dude. I'm really slow sometimes. And I didn't know how to fucking answer that. I just kind of left that one hanging out there. So I'm not even sure if that is more of an insult, or I should say, try to come up with something clever to say, but how do you come up with something Clever to say when someone calls themselves slow. Unless it's you, you should have said you're far slower than the competition. <laughs> oh my god, that would have been fucking great. I'm not. I'm not. I'm dim-witted though. Remember, I'm dim-witted. <laughs> you're more dim-witted than the competition. I can do this all day. <laughs> you could. You definitely could. <sighs> hey, hey, yeah. hey! I got something yeah. to do here. We haven't done this in a while, but I'm going to do it. All right, let's do it. Live from the internet, it's Headline News with Zigzag and Rufus. So, did you hear about Nicolas Cage and Vince Neil from Motley Crue getting into a fist fight? I did not. They did, and it was caught on film. Some of it was. So, apparently... Nick Cage and who? Nick, Nick Cage and which person from Motley Crue? Vince Neil, the lead singer from Vince Motley Crue. Vince Neil, really? Okay. The headline is Vince Neil fights Nick Cage after allegedly attacking a woman. And so Nick Cage was walking out of a casino in Vegas on the strip. That seems to be his woman, usual mo. Oh sure, sure. Yeah, he looks like it. he has those like rose-colored, like faded sunglasses right. on. You know that everybody in Vegas has. And so he's, he's walking out. Gambler. This is in the in the story, not in the video. The video is really short. He's walking out. Some lady comes up to get his autograph, and he's like, totally cool. And Vince Neil, Motley Cruz lead singer, just happens to be walking by. And he, like, grabs her by the hair and pulls her to the ground. And Nick Cage is like, what the fuck are you doing? And they get into this altercation. And it's pretty obvious in the short video that's shown that Vince Neil is drunk off his ass. And Vince oh, Neil gets man. into a car. The video starts. It's being shot within a car out to the window. And Vince Neil's in the car, and Nick Cage is outside, 
and they're yelling at each other, and then Vince Neil gets out, and Nick Cage kind of locks him in a headlock, <laughs> oh and he's telling him to calm it. down and shut up, and then that's when it stops. How can they stop it at the best part? Maybe they left out to help. I doubt it. Right, I doubt it, too. That's gold. That You can start your own YouTube channel just with that one clip and probably be getting paid. I bet you could. Nick Cage is big on the internet for some reason. I don't know why. Because he's not big anywhere else anymore. That's true. Nor should he be. I don't think he's that great an actor myself. I don't mind Nick Cage, but like you said, he's not the world's worst actor, but he's definitely, as he's gotten older, it's like he's become a worst actor. Right? It's like you see his old stuff, you're like, okay. You know, maybe he's just a little green around the gills, but he just never improved in his acting. He's he's hit or miss. I mean, it's like if there's a role that suits him, he's really fucking good, but he can't be anything other than Nick Cage, just like uh, Keanu Reeves can't be anything other than, like, Ted from Bill and Ted. And there's other actors like that. They just can't get out of they've – got, they've got, you know, contained it borders like that they can the only curse. be certain things. It's a curse of doing something so good the first time that – you just it, you cannot escape it. Right, it's like a black hole. I mean, but hats off to Macaulay Culkin. He does have a band now that sings about nothing but pizza, if I recall correctly. Really? Is that right? Yeah, I swear to God. Google that real quick. Maybe we'll maybe we'll put one of his tunes on. What do you think? I'm gonna Google I, well, it. I hear it. Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. Pizza band. I'm, I'm just going to put pizza band. How do you spell Macaulay? What kind of name I is don't know, dude. That's why I said if I could if I could spell Macaulay. All right, here we go. It's called the Pizza Underground. Oh, good Lord. Best live rock pizza band ever. It's okay to admit that you wanted it to be better. I can barely hear it. You know what I you know what I kinda like about it is it's so bad and so obscure and weird that uh his star has fallen so far to the earth that we he might actually be a guest on our show. I, He's like within what? reach. Where we can help his career. His whole fucking thing has fallen so far. But the good news is he hit, and now he's like a phoenix, and he's rising up even better than he was because now he can say, fucking life is stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was, and I can start a pizza band and probably make money doing it somehow. I'm on the website, thepizzaunderground.bandcamp.com. And, wow, it's obscure. <laughs> Definitely. I would say that just what I'm looking at here on YouTube, the production values are very low. I do notice that they have matching sunglasses, though, I think. Wow, wow. So Funny I guess thing they all have the same gift card to the dollar store. Tell me we're not on some kind of fucking serious plane right now because I had pizza for dinner. No kidding. No kidding. Yes. 
We are fucking locked and loaded, dude. We are firing on all cylinders right now. Dude, I watched Home Alone earlier today, and in Home Alone, it opens with a guy delivering a pizza to the house with Macaulay Culkin in it. Dude, it's obvious to me that the Illuminati is behind whatever we're doing right now. I wish we knew the end game. What do you think the Illuminati's end game is? I don't know, but I think somebody needs to make a porno, and maybe it's us, called the Illuminati. Oh, nice. I like it. I, I hate what to shift gears that quickly, but that just that was just too good to pass up. Now come up if you can come up with something like that with the word anal in it, you fucking you can start your own production company. <laughs> the uh, the, the Illuminati anals. <laughs> right, the Illuminanals, uh, something or others. You know, the dude, I, I, I might be too much of a pacifist, and uh, I'll admit, kind of that I am. Because I was watching uh, some stuff on YouTube today, and it was a hydraulic press channel. Have you seen this mm-hmm. channel? Where they do nothing uh, but, like, crush stuff, but it's, like, Legos, no, stuffed animals, and shit like that. And I actually started to feel sorry for the inanimate objects, that, to the point where I would, like, rather seen some kind of person in there being squeezed to death instead <laughs> of a fake penguin or a Lego guy. How sad is that? <laughs> That's pretty. That's borderline delusional. <laughs> is it? Is it? Because I give you, I guarantee you, if you got on the hydraulic press channel right now and watched him crush this little penguin, that's just a fake penguin, you would fucking like probably call PETA and tell him to stop it. Oh, good lord! We'll start a PETA for like fake animals. Yes, exactly. Just we're just a whole PETA for inanimate objects. I mean, why not? We can have our own island floating in the ocean. So I'm looking at hydraulic press. Here we go. Crushing Legos with hydraulic press. Oh, damn, it's three minutes long. How big is a Lego? Well, it crushes a couple of different things. But the Lego guy tries to escape once. It's pretty interesting. Well, dude, that's fun. No, he has You ever stepped on the Lego that your kid left out? Yes, and she'll never do it again because she only has one hand now. <laughs> That's beautiful. I crushed my kid in hydraulic press. Did you? Is that what yeah. you call that when you get all drunked up at night and visit his bedroom? <laughs> Time for the hydraulic press, boy. <laughs> oh, Jesus, we are fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, one one whole episode of the show couldn't go by if we didn't talk about uh, politics. So I'm going to have to interrupt all the fun to talk about politics, if you don't mind. I don't mind, because I've noticed this. I've I've really been out of touch the past – I'm always out of touch anyway, but I've been particularly out of touch the past few weeks. So, yeah, get me up to speed. What's the deal? What's happening? The deal is, dude, that – Bernie is pretty much the only chance for America, period, as far as I can tell. So, like, the establishment has gotten so good. And by establishment, I basically mean big business because big business does control the government. But they've gotten so good at doing what they do that they have like, mm-hmm. normal people thinking that they're on their side, right? I mean, their yeah. people are like, we don't want more money because the powers that be say that's a bad idea. You know, in the meantime, mm-hmm. they're like, the big companies are shipping all the 
all the uh, jobs offshore, and we're shopping at the Chinese company store here in town. It's like being in prison almost, if you think about it. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. So it's just a scary thought. It's a scary, scary thought, and I don't know. I don't know. I, you know what? I feel sorry for the kids. I know that my life is over, but I, I do feel sorry for kids. And here's, you know what? I have kind of a rant. I got this Comcast uh, sensor put, or this home. Okay, let me start over. I got a Comcast uh, security system at my office. Okay. Okay. And uh, it's never worked. It never worked right. The first night I had it on. The sensor on the back window went out. The, I, okay, I, all the only one off the only whole door window I wanted secured in the whole place, and this whole place has eight sensors, is my office window, right? And somehow, mm-hmm. out of all the eight sensors, that's the only one that doesn't fucking work and hasn't worked since they put the thing in. The first night, the whole alarm went off and shit, and it has never worked since. So I call them up and I'm like, tell them, you know, can you send somebody out to fix this? They're like, no, I have to talk to some kind of technical support person, right? So I talked to this person that obviously is in another country who's telling me to take the battery out, replace the battery, all stuff that I did already. So they waste like 20 minutes of my time with that. So I'm like, nope, not working. I need someone to come out. So they make an appointment for somebody to come out, okay, for Monday. Well, I'm sitting in my office today, and this, the phone rings. It's some weird number, and I pick it up, and it's Comcast wanting me to talk to another quote-unquote specialist, right? What? Who basically told me, did you take the battery out, this or that, you know? And I was like, I already did that. Well, can you try it again while I can, I can track it on the system? So oh, my I God. Do it again. Yeah, I do it again, and they're like, well, we can't, we can't see any problem on this end. And I said, well, I'm telling you, it's not working. <laughs> you know, the you you problem's not on your end. Right, exactly. I'm like, it's, the sensor is not working. And, of course, they went like, so it was working at one point. I'm like, it worked for like one hour, and then it hasn't worked since. And it's been like two weeks. And they're like, okay, well, okay, the guy's going to come out. So I'm sitting there. After lunch, I get another call, dude. No fucking lie. Same deal. This is the special technical support department in Comcast. We want to troubleshoot this thing with you. You know, someone from another country, unfortunately. And I'm like, I've already talked to two people about this now. You know, nothing has changed. And of course, they want me to take the battery out and shit all again. And I'm like, no, send out the fucking driver. You're going to have to pay an American person to come here and look at this fucking thing. You know what I mean? It's like Comcast doesn't want to pay the driver to come out like waste his time so they got to pay him 20 bucks or whatever they'd rather have these people calling me from overseas to waste my time they should pay you you're the one doing all the physical labor right exactly it pretty soon they're going to be like okay go to your garage and get a phillips head screwdriver drill bit and a 12 volt power drill and a pry bar there you go. That's what they were doing to me, and they know what they're doing. They're just so good at what they're doing, they got me doing the fucking work for them, almost, and paying mm-hmm. their fucking service. It'd be like if I called the roofer. Hey, man, I got a leak on my roof. And the guy was like, okay, go get a ladder. Right. Exactly. I'll go find your roof. Uh, go ahead and remove all the, the rotten wood and then put the shingles in. Is that working? Right. We don't exactly. see that on our end. 
And he'd be like, that's $5,000, please. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's what they were doing. I'm like, you're going to have to send somebody out. I'm done fucking with this. It was insanity. But that's just like, I really think that's kind of how the whole system works now. It is. Dude, I have to say, I just, I just watched the Hydraulic Press crush a Lego guy. Right. And uh, it was, it was quite, quite disturbing. Did it give you a boner? Yes, but yes. not a boner I'm proud of. Which so, well, you're never proud of those kind of boners. Those are the scary yeah. ones. That's those why are I have the ones to get poison out. So you are feeling sorry for him, though, right? I hope. Yeah, yeah. But I'm watching you that have one again. Heart. If you have any kind of heart. You know what I was thinking about in the shower today? I don't know why, but I was saw this bumper sticker. One of those bumper stickers is like, reach for your cold, dead hand. One of those, you know, pro-gun bumper stickers. And I was thinking to myself, yeah. there's things that aren't worth dying for, but are definitely worth killing for. Could that be like yeah, that's, that's interesting. That's an interesting thing to say because there's a... That's a bipolar thing. Whatever you're willing to die for, somebody else is willing to kill to protect, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a brain twister. Get on that brain twister. Hey, you know what we should do? What Since we're going to get back to regular format of the, the show, why don't we play okay. Beer's Food right now? Then we'll take it into the VIP. Sounds good to me. All right, folks. Here's Beer's Food. We want you to check us out at hypersloth.me. Uh, this is a this is a song that's gonna make you thirsty. I'm not gonna lie, not gonna lie. So drink up, Buttercup.
That's the brilliant, inspirational, gorgeous, inspirational. Big song. It yeah, is the dynamic duo. Available on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon Music. Search for it and buy it. CD Baby, absolutely. On CD and on Babies. Uh, kind of circling back around to the, the water park. I was smoking weed while I was there using our awesome giggle stick and uh, Bud Buddy combination. Cool. <laughs> and uh, I got real. I was getting really hungry, dude. And at this place, they had this place called Buckets, right, where they like serve drinks of all kinds, like liquor drinks, beer, whatever, and fried sure. food. Okay. And the okay. fried, I just couldn't. As hungry as I was, dude, I could not bring myself to eat a like a thing of chicken tenders poolside around a bunch of other fucking shirtless people, even though I had a shirt on. And I just, it just was not appetizing to me because the whole time, too, I forgot to mention, your feet are kind of sitting in about a half inch of what is lukewarm pee water. Yeah, that that would turn me off of eating food. You know, I, mean, I mean, how many other people are just sitting around this area eating greasy ass? Tons. Is, is there like chicken skin falling in the water and floating on the top or what? Probably the most grossest thing that was in the water, Rufus, other than other people's long hair, was Band-Aids. You know what? I made the mistake. Oh. My daughter joined this little club, so they got, like, uh, all kinds of free shit. And one of the things was, like, a pair of goggles. So I put the goggles on, right, and I look underwater, and I about fucking vomited, dude. Because the water oh, was, no. like, so cloudy and gross. I was like, <laughs> let me put it this way. At the beginning of the trip, I had been—I was the guy that came to grips with the idea that I'm gonna be stepping in feces and being peed on the whole time. But the longer I was being like in the feces and stepped up, like the shorter my fuse got to like my tolerance for that kind of stuff. It was like <laughs> no. I got unused to it. It's uh, it's good for the immune system, though. You're uh, girding yourself against future infections. I just like to think when I get cholera, it'll be because I want it, not because I got it at some trampy water park where everybody got it. I want it to be special for me. Dude, when I was a kid, I, I went to this daycare like uh, during the summers, and my, my parents were friends with the owner, and I was friends with her kid. We are the same age, so I kind of ran the place. It was kind of cool for a five-year-old. But... uh Every Thursday, they took all the kids in a van to the public pool, and we went swimming. It was great. You know, it was fun. I remember one time that we went, and there had been a big storm or something before that. And so all of us kids, we paid our two bucks or whatever and got in. We get there, and there's those little white slugs that you find, like, in the dirt sometimes when you're gardening or whatever. They were littered all over the grounds of the place. And we're like, wow, that's kind of weird. But then we got in the pool, and they – like millions of them had like gone in the pool and drowned and sunk to the bottom. So the bottom of the pool was covered in white grubs. And it was cool for a while because you could swim down with your goggles on and like see all these grubs. But at some point you got to walk in the pool. And I, I, I just re- remember walking through the shallow end with like grubs popping and like gushing guts out between my toes. And eventually we just had to leave because the water was too filthy. I would imagine because all the ones that got stepped on and exploded – their guts were like yeah. intermingling in the water. They were they were quite swollen and bloated underneath the water. Yeah, it was. Why disgusting. did they all end up in the pool? I mean, what was the what was the deal? They just got washed into the pool because it's a low point or something. I guess, or maybe they were 
I mean, they were looking for escape from the storm, I guess, and, you know, they could get underwater there, but then they all died and sank. Disgusting. You know what? When we were on our vacation, too, we went to the Steak and Shake. Luckily, the Steak and Shake was right behind this place, the Great Wolf Lodge, so we didn't have to eat every meal at the Great Wolf Lodge, which was kind of ridiculous because they had four restaurants. So crazy, dude. I shit you not. They had four restaurants. But all of the all of the ingredients for all the restaurants were exactly the same, so they had like oh, yeah. four different dishes. You know what I mean? And eat res, each restaurant made out of like the same shit. But so we go and use this claw machine. You know what? I think the gypsies invented the claw machine because you can tell when a claw machine is fixed, is rigged. Like either the spring isn't tight enough to pick something up. Or they overstuff the machine, like stuff all the animals in there real hard so you can't get them out. Oh, yeah. Because I've got skills at it. I'm going to tell you right now, I did win something at the uh, at the Steak and Shake, but I did not win anything at Great Wolf Lodge because it was fixed. And those things are just fucking moneymakers because it's like crack. I'm like, I just want to keep going back and trying to get that thing that you just move closer and closer to maybe getting out someday. But usually when you walk off, like the next dude that walks up, like, get yes, him to yes. drop out, you know what I mean? He's a plant. He's a plant in there by the, by the staff. So oh, as soon as he wins, you turn around, you're like, oh, okay, I can beat him. There's probably some sort of system where you go up to, over to, back to, that, like, makes the machine tighten up so he could get a good claw grip on it. Maybe I'm not looking into oh, it hard sure. enough. Dude, we should make, like, a... Like a, a 14 DVD how-to set on how, like, how to game those games and win and sell them late night on TV. You know what? You could. And then you can you show could. how to set up a website to sell the goods that you buy, that you win out of the machine at like a huge profit. That's what I was going to say next. Yeah, so you make it like a money-making scheme, like Claw Game Profits. Right. You so easily could do that. We should do that. You totally I mean, could. Write like a 14-page a PDF ebook on it and sell it for like two eighty nine. And theoretically, dude, you, it just all you have to do at the very end is have a very small disclaimer that said results are not typical. That's right. They're not even close to typical. Well, I mean, you know what? Most of it is true. If you are good enough, if you can get good enough to win the stuff out of the claw machine – and sell it on eBay, you could probably make a living because it depends on how many times it, it would take you to win the thing. Now, we're assuming that you only spend 50 cents on a try to win everything, and you're winning it always on the first try. So, well, it, any, it seems like the claws are just like super weak. Like, yeah, they, grab. they are. There's no doubt about that. But you know what? I'm a master claw person. Let me tell you why, Rufus, because I actually got two things at once. With the claw. Wow. Yes, it was. I got a hat. I got like one expensive thing, like a regular hat that you could wear, which you never would get. You know what I mean? That was. I don't know how that got in there, but somehow it got wrapped up in my claw, and I won a teddy bear on the same one. And my daughter was there to witness it. So I'm like, in my house, I'm pretty much known as the claw expert. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not. They don't like me for a lot of things around here, but my clawing abilities, something they admire. Dude, I I swear to God. If your daughter was going to witness it, I guarantee you, like, years and years from now, she'll be 30 or 40, and she'll still tell that story to, like, her kids. Or, I remember that time that my dad. It'll That's be the kind of thing that you remember when you're a kid. 
It makes an impression. My folklore be the one thing that people talk about. Yep, that was him. He won the the uh, what sucks is the Indiana State University hat, which no one even knows where the fuck that is. So obviously they got a Indiana run of Indiana State. <laughs> nice, nicely done, sir. Nicely done. <laughs> but, I'm part of it. Uh, it could be part of my folklore. I could, you know, and they could say he was the one. He was the man that got two things with one claw. Got to be a bad <laughs> That's what she said. I don't know what that means, but somehow it calls for that. No doubt she said it at least once. And if she didn't say it, she was thinking it. That's for sure. <laughs> so, hey, I meant to ask you, dude, did you ever start riding that motorcycle? No, it's still uh, – it needs some repairs. And I bought – it's got these things called points. Right. Which are apparently important on old mo- motorcycles, and I bought new points. It turns I, out they're the wrong. I uh, hate, to, dude. I hate to hear that thing has electrical problems, because like the hardest thing to fix on any motorcycle is the fucking electrical system, no doubt. Yeah, and it tries to turn over. When I turn the key, I can right. hear it engaging something. But right. the, the points I got, they're wrong. I mean, they just don't fit the bike. And I, it turns out that even though I, I did the drop downs right and said what year, you know, what model, whatever. Apparently, like, in the middle of that year, they changed the ignition yeah. system. So I'm just going to get different points. And I think once I do that – but even the, this whole points thing, dude, is you got to be a magician to make it work because they got to have this certain gap between them. Yeah, And then yeah, you got to time them. you got to time them with, like, yeah. the, the crankcase and this whole fucking deal. Yeah, so, the, points, the are, points is the least part of your problem because at least you can replace those – it's getting the timing and all that fucking shit right that is why usually you're going to have to take it in somewhere and have someone take a look at it. Yeah. That's a, so I've already tried that with the existing still, points, still and it still didn't it. work. But uh, I do want to hear you get on that bad boy and ride across country uh, easy rider style. I do. I, 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 I don't know about riding across. If I could just ride safely from where it's at to feet away, I'll I'll be pleased. You need to set up like a track in your yard and do some practicing when you get it going. I should. I should so make some like ramps and ditches and <laughs> No, and no, I'm not talking about like a BMX track. I'm thinking you go and get steal a couple of stop signs, put up a couple of four way stops <laughs> so you can practice like driving around town. Oh my god! Did you ever steal signs when you were a, a young lad? The Road only sign? time I tried, I got caught, like halfway through the sign, and it actually was DI Drive. It's the really the, no kidding. Yeah. But uh, now we there's some guy out and busted us for doing it. We 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 were stupid. We we're doing it practically in the middle of the fucking day. We probably uh, myself and, and some cohorts in high school, we saw we saw the same sign a few different times. Because every time they replaced it, we'd steal it. And it was uh, in the back roads of Little Marble Falls, Texas. They had a, a cow crossing sign, so it was just a yellow sign with a picture of a cow on it. We're like, man, that's just too cool not to steal. So we stole it several times, and then the last time we went back to steal it again, they had, like bolted it down with like 28 fucking bolts and had it welded onto the fucking deal. <laughs> so did you do you currently have a copy of the sign or not? No, I had the sign for uh, a long time and I donated it to a Double Days Pizza Works 
that I worked at, and it might still be hanging there. Shut up. You donated it. Now do you wish you had it back, I bet? Yeah, yeah, but now it's 2016, so I can probably just buy one off of eBay. Yeah, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't have that story attached to it till you made up that story like it was a lie, like you did just now. It's a good story, Rufus. You tell it convincingly. <laughs> oh really, thank you. I'm, sta- I'm starting to think you even believe it at this point. I do believe it, because it's true. Okay. Whatever you say, I gotcha. It's true, of course it is, Rufus, of course it is. What are you doing? Uh, I'm just messing with you. I'm just kidding. I mean, obviously, it's a true story. It is a true story. I would have thought it was in the paper or something since I did live in Texas at the time, but whatever, dude. It's a good story. We tried to steal a uh, one of those signs that has a fire truck on it on the highway between Marble Falls and Austin, but uh, it was, the road was too busy. We got scared. And it was on like the top of a cliff. So we we failed. What wonder what what if it, like a wreck or something would have happened after you stole that sign because the fire truck comes blasting down the highway and people are like, There's wait, I don't see a fire truck sign. We must be okay. I mean what what sir what purpose does a fire truck sign even like serve? I don't know. That'd be, yeah, that's a good question. It's not like they just randomly cross the street like deer. <laughs> Right, exactly. It's like, hey, this is a busy place for a fire truck. Maybe it was across the street from, like, a propane place or something. <laughs> That's right. We better chill out. We're in fire truck territory. Yeah, slow down, fire trucks. The fire trucks are rampant out here. We're traveling packs. I saw some pretty gnarly wrecks recently, man. And you know what's weird is I keep seeing these wrecks, Rufus, and they're happening like Mm -hmm. 30 or 45 seconds before I get there. And I'm always like, man, I'm so glad that I, like, took a bite off that Snickers and waited at that stop (laughs) sign for, like, 25 extra seconds, or I could have been in, like, some kind of gnarly crash. You ever had that happen? No, I I have not. That would be a great commercial for Snickers. It would be a great commercial for anything, really. Yeah, you know what? Snickers saved your life, dude, because you stopped and took a bite and then were, like, uh, run over by a school bus. Thank you, Snickers. Are they, are they bad accidents or just, like, thunderbenders? No, I mean, one of them was really bad, dude. I, I read in the paper later. I, you know what? And I feel bad because I just keep driving because I'm like, oh, someone, someone has a cell phone. Someone will deal with that. You know what I mean? Looks like that yeah. guy. That guy looks like he's almost coherent. You know, they're just kind of sprawled out yeah. on the ground. I'm like, oh, that guy's legs were twitching. Surely he can call 911 for himself. <laughs> yeah, he's got a smartphone. Right. There's, you know what? They probably already know that his car is probably calling and telling someone to send an ambulance. So I'll just keep going. But I did see later that one I kept that I drove away from like two minutes after it happened they had to call the life flight out for the guy oh shit yeah and one time dude this is here's the story one time I was driving on the like the like the bypass which is a four lane highway in Indiana and it was snowing super fucking bad dude and it had snowed for like three days and the bypass is like the worst place you can be weather wise like road wise in a fucking snowstorm and of sure. course people are driving too fast and this lady, like, goes off the edge, right, and down this hill and, like, flips over her SUV. 
And I Damn. was like the first dude on the fucking scene. Right? So I pull because I watched the whole thing happen. So I pull over, I get out of my car, and I'm like, oh, fuck, what do I do? You know what I mean? So I call 911, and I, I don't really know where I'm at. You know what I mean? Because we're just like on the toll road, like on the road. You know, there's no street signs or anything like that. So I'm just like looking around for whatever. You know, I'm like, I'm just on. And so finally I see a, a mile marker cross away. Anyway, so they're on their way, and I run down, and I open up like this door. Well, it's kind of open already. Right, and the tires, mm-hmm. just like you see on TV. It was really fucking strange. And the lady's in there, and honestly, she she wasn't even really that hurt. She like twisted her ankle and like fucked up her wrist and shit. But you know, I expect her to be like mangled. So she was just hanging there yeah. in her fucking seatbelt. And then after that, I was like, man, seatbelt makes a big fucking difference in a crash. Because if that chick wasn't wearing a seatbelt, she'd have been like a fucking scrambled egg. In oh there. yeah. Oh yeah. But it was very intense. Let me see. My adrenaline was pumping pretty good. I think I had to go and have like two cases of beer that night after that to sleep because my was adrenaline was pumping. Yeah, she was all right. I'm not gonna lie, she was all right. But I was married, so I didn't get to be the hero. Oh no. Yeah, story of my life. You know what I'm saying? Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Just the guy that, yeah, yeah. You know, who probably did get laid was probably the guy who came and cut her out of the the, the uh, firefighter or the EMP. Yeah. yeah, he probably had to rip off his shirt. Right, he did. I'm sure he did. He actually, when he got there, they didn't even have shirts on. They were only wearing like thongs, and it was a They jumped right right off the calendar. Now, you used to live close to your parents, Rufus, correct? I mean, for years and years when you lived in Austin, your parents lived in Marble Falls? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a 45 to an hour minute drive, yeah. Did you see him a lot or not? Yeah, I did. I did. I mean, either they'd come and see us or I'd go and see them. Like every day type stuff or not? Oh, no, not, not every day. Good Lord. Once a week? I'm going to drive an hour every day to see my parents, for God's sake. Once a month? Yeah, once a month. Maybe more than that. Here's sad. You know, I live close to my parents, and I probably see them once every two months, unfortunately. That's how they prefer it, apparently. Uh, I don't know what I ever did. But uh, they're visiting my sister right now, and they've been there for a month. And, like, every day now I'm getting a call from my sister. She's just ranting. About my parents. And I'm talking like, I just let her go. I just let her go because I know that when when my parents are here, that I'm calling like once a month to rant about them to her. But she's just like, force fed them so bad right now. I swear to God, she calls me like, or texts me a rant like three times a day, probably. Oh, no. The last one was that my sister said to my dad, can I do anything right, dad? And he said, I don't know, can you? And, you know, he's joking. He's joking, but she's, like, taking it personally. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. I'm like, you know, you asked for it. She tells him, come and stay as long as you like. That's that's a big mistake. No, no, you don't leave an open door like that. No, you don't. How long is too long, do you think? Have you ever been on vacation or spent some time with your parents like that, that you were like, okay, 
this is getting a little long now? Uh, no, but I will in July at Bald Head Island. Oh, that's right. It'll be the first time. As an adult, it'll be the first time I've really spent, like, a lot of time consecutively, you know, days. You're going to have to learn some creative ways to drink in the morning, I think, probably. Yeah, yeah, I think so. (laughs) I just know this, that, uh, yeah, my parents, somehow being around my parents makes me drink. But uh, I lost where I was going with that, Rufus. I apologize. Well, luckily, I'll have my, my kid with me, and that'll be a huge distraction. I mean, they don't give a shit about me at this point. They just, right. just want to hang out with them. That's They'll be true. like, yeah, you guys will do your thing. I'm going to go sit on the beach and get, get drunk in the morning. I, oh, you know what? Bud Light Lime is an excellent breakfast beer, just so you know. It gets the vitamin C. Got Zigzag's uh, approval for breakfast beers. That might be the all-time greatest breakfast beer, but you know what else is not bad? What? Is uh, one of those Micheladas. Have you had one of those things? It's like a Bud Light show juice, or a Bud no. juice, or Modelo has one. Oh man, that don't get started on those. They'll get you hooked. Have you ever had one of those uh, beers that have, like, clam juice in it? Clamato, I think Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. They also have tomato juice and clam juice in them, the Clamato juice. You ever had that Clamato? That's good stuff, by the way. That no, makes a great I, I, I never would have thought of putting clam juice in a, in a fucking beer. That just sounds it, weird, but it's good. It's just salty. It's salty. All the clam juice is salty. But they don't – it doesn't just have clam. It has very little clam juice in it, right? The clam juice – it's just part of the clamato, which is tomato juice mixed with a little bit of, of clam juice. But oh boy, wow. man! For breakfast, one of those. One of the, I'll tell you what. You want a well-rounded breakfast on your vacation? I want you to have one 24-ounce Michelada of your choosing. It could be Modelo, but they do have a Bud Light Michelada. Okay. And, and a 24-ounce, um, 24-ounce Bud Light Lime. And I think you'll be, I think you'll be on a good, in a good way for the start of your day on your vacation. Great. And smoke awesome. some weed, obviously. Are you driving? No, I'm flying. Are you? Yeah. You know what I could do, technically, Rufus? Uh, you'll never make it over to Fort Fisher, I doubt, you think? It's only like five minutes away, honestly. Uh, I, I have no idea. I've never been there before. I have no idea what's going on. I know that the island only has golf carts. There's no car. You, you're not allowed okay. to take a car. Yeah, you have to take a ferry to get to Bald Head Island. But by, honestly, dude, there's a ferry that runs ten times a day between right where my mom's place is in Curie Beach and the ferry to Bald Head Island. And I can stash wow. weed in a Bud Buddy in the sand there, dude, and send you the coordinates, and you could just mm-hmm. fucking drive up and go on the beach and find it. That's okay. I enjoy it, but I'm not <laughs> that reliant on it. I think it's all right. It would right. make for an awesome Bud Buddy spot, dude. Uh, yeah, it would, definitely, for sure. Commercial. You're just afraid to take the ferry, I think. No, I can't wait to take the ferry. I, I have to take the ferry. Pretty boring. Are you taking your uh, RV? Thanks. Oh, no, sorry. I'm flying. They don't... Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's a carry-on. It's small for me. Sorry about that. I'm I'm helping you to your dream vacation where you get to take your own RV. But you guys are staying in a, a condo or a house or what? 
Yeah, it's like some big house running the beach. We're splitting it. It's me and my parents and my brother and sister-in-law and their kid. Sounds like a fiesta. Yeah, it should be great. Oh, you'll be drunk. It'll be fine. They they serve a lot. You know what, dude? I would tell you this right now. Buy your beer before you get to the island. Oh, really? Yes, most definitely. Because shit, uh, you got to buy your shit, dude. Are you flying into Wilmington? Yeah, I am, actually. So, yeah, buy your stuff at the Walmart at uh, what they call Monkey Junction. You'll see the sign. Because beer, when you get close to the beach, like triples in price easily. Oh, shit. And I can't imagine what it would be like on Bald Head Island. Probably like 30 bucks a case or more. I might have to switch back to liquor. Don't do that. You'll just end up in a fist fight with somebody. Probably your kid. (laughs) That's true. He could take me, though. He could lick you after a day of drinking. Dad was drinking whiskey in the sun. We should make a movie (laughs) called Whiskey in the Sun, like a raisin in the sun, but it's a whiskey, whiskey in the sun. That sounds like a good indie film. (laughs) Give me the premise to what you think Whiskey in the Sun would be about. Whiskey in the Sun? uh, I kind of envision an old, like, 70s, Western starring Willie Nelson, like in the Mexico deserts, <laughs> trying to get some stolen money from one place to another without being caught, I guess. Elaborate. Keep going. Oh, did you see that uh, someone died this last week? Who was it that died? Merle Haggard. Merle Haggard, that's right. Merle Haggard, thank you. Damn shame. Dude, that guy had 71 top 10 hits. Oh, yeah, super badass. That is crazy. Now, name me one Merle Haggard song. Uh, well, he was, uh, there's one that I'm, nice. I'm trying to think. She's a, a good-hearted woman. She's a good-hearted woman in love with two-time and man. Good-time and man. That's is one. That him for sure? Yeah, for sure. What's the name of that one? She's in love with a two-timing man. Two-timing <laughs> man. Of it or not? Now you. Now I'm wondering if that's really the name of it. No, no I think it's a good-hearted woman. Oh. She's a good-hearted well, woman in love with a good-timing man. She loves him in spite of the whiskey and all the ham that he eats. But now, did he do the Dukes of Hazard theme song? Is that Merle Haggard? Wait, is it Merle Haggard or is it uh? The other guy. <laughs> the other guy. Oh, there no, we it's, go. It's Haggard. It's Merle Haggard. Did he do the Dukes of Hazard? Did he? Yeah, he did. I know. I'm asking you. Yeah, Merle, yeah, he did. He did. That's right. Wow. I pulled that and one out. He was, uh, he was, you know, one of the founders of the Outlaw Country Movement. There was that album with him and Willie... And the other two guys that are outlaw country dudes. Now this stuff happens. Okie from Muskogee. Uh, see those? He like did a lot of songs that were made famous by other people, maybe. Or not? No, I think it's probably the other way around. Oh really? The bottle let me down. 
Working Man Blues. The Bottle Let Me Down, that's the theme song to uh, Whiskey in the Sun. Misery and Gin. Man. Okay, I'm going to have to get Uh-oh. Someone had a problem. Oh, yeah, he did. Give me, has it got to be two more songs with names of whiskey or something in them? Tequila? It's got to be a tequila song. Uh, let's see here. Okie from Muskogee, Poncho, Poncho and Lefty. That's a great one. Mama Tried, Today I Started Loving You, Silver Wings, Sing Me Back Home, I Think I'll Just Stay Here, The Bottle Let Me Down, and a whole bunch of others. Tequila Rose? Uh, I think Tequila Whiskey, I think was one of his songs. (laughs) Tequila Whiskey Chaser? Yeah. I'll have a gin with a whiskey chaser, please. (laughs) Yeah, and a Clamato. Do you think anybody's, uh, you know someone's definitely done that before. How do these people drink that fucking Jägermeister stuff? I will never know. I mean, I think enough people don't even like the taste of black licorice. How can these, like, liquors that taste just like that be so popular? I don't get it. I don't know. I've never liked flavored shit like that. Just because at some point someone said, oh, it gets you more fucked up. You know, so people are like, oh, it gets you more fucked up. Even though it doesn't. You know what I mean? People are just convinced that... that... Isn't Jägermeister's big gimmick is it has, like, little flicks of uh, gold leaf in it or something? (laughs) No, no, that's Goldschlager. Oh, Goldschlager. How how small is your penis if you're fucking insisting on shots of Goldschlager? Pretty tiny. Nothing like giving yourself... They kind of proven that ingesting any kind of metal will give you Alzheimer's disease. That's like wanting to give yourself, like, certain Alzheimer's. You get, like, Dude, we should, like, you get, we should we get uh ulcer with the Alzheimer kicker. We should come out with lead schlager. It's got some yeah, lead in it. You're right. You can do any just heavy metal schlager. <laughs> Uranium schlager. We could be a whole fucking, a whole subculture of your schlagers. Not your usual yeah. schlager. This one's got radioactive uh, rare elements in it. We call this Chernobyl Schlager. <laughs> you're you're going to wake up on Three Mile Island. Yeah, we should just come up with like a fucking shirt gimmick for anything and just... We should trademark just the word Schlager. <laughs> like, you could do Schlager anything. I mean, really... Oh yeah. I wonder what Schlager means in German. I don't know. I love yeah, the Schlager though. Up. Nothing like a good Schlager. Right. I mean, it just sounds like it. you know, and those German people—they're pretty perverted. I watch enough porn to know. Schlager is a German word for hit song. Hit song, a ah. hit, an impact, a bang. Impact a bang. Okay, I can see it. Right. So we could just do hyper schlager. Schlager. Ooh, hi- hyper schlager. <laughs> yeah, I thought of that too. Hyper schlager. I was right there with you. We're already tuning in on the schlager. The big schlager. Schlager. I'm having trouble with it. How do people even order your second gold schlager? You can't even do it. You definitely can't say schlager when you're drunk. That's right. Sure. You're like gold schlager. Goldschlager. 
So we probably should also uh, trademark the, the term schlosher. So we yes, own that as well. Speaking of schlager, i got to go take a, a piss schlager. Okay. You enjoy schlager, that schlager. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to schlog all over the place. You get your schlog on, you schlog dog, you. I shall. But are we on for Tuesday? Yes, we're on for Tuesday. Hey, dude, we need to talk about Bud Buddy stuff ASAP. I got well, a lot of stuff. Bring it on, man. I'm uh, I want to get that for... set up. I got to ask you one huge favor, though, dude. You have to voice Buddy. Okay. Can you do it? Are you up for the challenge? If I write yeah, a couple a of lines for, for Buddy, I'll do all the... I'll do the lip syncing and whatnot. You just worry about working on a pretty awesome voice. That's all I'm telling you. That's all I want to tell of course, you about. I'd that. love to. You don't even have to ask. Just say, do it, and I'll do it. All right, sure. we're going to do it. Now, see, now all the pressure's on to come up with some funny stuff. Forget it. Never mind. You don't have to. <laughs> it's over. We're done. Right. I mean, let's just put a cork in this before it gets uh, started. No, I mean, <laughs> oh, shit. I don't want to get off the pot now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, no, no. Uh, send me some lines, so and I'll I'll work up a good voice. All sure, right, because be I want to I want to populate the website with like stupid shit like that. Like I do want to do, I'm gonna do the Bud Buddy Cannabis Containment Kit, right? Like a before and after, like a bad, as seen on TV ad, complete with yeah. sparkles and shit like that. That I want to put on there. I mean, it can be fucking hokey and funny and still be good advertising. Does that I make sense? I completely agree. No, I, I totally agree. I mean, that's the kind of shit that goes viral. Right. We want to. I want to bring fun back into fucking pot. Recreational pot is, should be no different than fucking advertising for beer or anything like that. It can be fucking it, clever. Doesn't it should not. You're right. Bullshit. Absolutely. All right, Rufus. I will be in touch in the next forty-eight hours. And uh, yeah, Tuesday show is on. Yeah. Did you have some ideas for setting up something for the show? I mean, you know, I I I can follow a a line an outline. No problem. If you want to do something like uh, that, I don't know. I mean, we've batted around outlines off and on, but uh, and every time we've done an outline show, should... it turned out really good. Just so you know. Do what? What was that? I said every time we've ever out, done a show with an outline, it turned up. It turned out being pretty damn good. It did. It did. But I also just like the freeform too. So I'm, I'm thinking maybe like Tuesday's show will be more outlined, and right. that that will make the Friday free for all more of a free-for-all. Fridays won't have an outline. We'll just fucking ramrod, you know, hit it headstrong and just do whatever the fuck we want. Maybe Tuesdays when we do, like, specific bits. What if we do it like this? I mean, is this making sense? We do the regular part of the show, like, with an outline. Then we take, do the the VIP part of the show. We do both our usual free-form shit. So we'd have both sections on on both shows. I think that works too. I mean, that was kind of always the plan. I thought, anyways, we just got sidetracked by just being so awesome at doing whatever. It's hard to stay focused focused when you're blinded by your own light. light. (laughs) You're right. You know what? It's hard to even see outside of that light if you've ever noticed. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) It's like so bright that you're just seeing your own brightness in front of you. Yes. All right, Rufus, I will talk to you. Uh, over the weekend, recording Bud Buddy stuff. I'm going to probably stay on here and play a few songs. I don't know if you've noticed that I've been doing that lately, but uh, I apologize. I had Smoke some more weed, and then I walk away from it, and there's like 20 minutes of dead air 
because then I come back and I'm like, oh, shit. But usually, if it's still running, I will continue the show after the dead air. All right, Rufus, I'll let you pee. Uh, if you feel like calling back in, go ahead. Uh, we're going to be here for a little bit because we're going to kick it off with a little fried eggs and ham. Oh, boy. <laughs> I take a menu, please. Fried eggs and ham, bitch. I like it. Slap it on a plate with my teeth. I bite it. I suck it in my gut. Metabolize it. Do it like the Donner Party. Cannibalize it. Your fried eggs and ham, bitch. Full of protein. Trying to take my plate. Ha! You see me get me. Snap your neck and leave you in a ditch. Now I'm going back for seconds because I need my fix of fried eggs and ham coming from the farmland where they got the fat peas and the chickens on hand. Take a chicken egg. Hold it up to the light. If you see a little chicken side, you know it ain't right for breakfast. Omelette or a dish. You be chomping chicken bones, chicken feathers, and a beak. Your fried eggs and ham, bitch. The weed might not get you high, but your belly it will feed if you're hungry. You need a hearty meal, yo. Fried eggs and ham, bitch. Uh, it's a real deal. My stomach knowing, I'm sick of these throwing thumbs. Right next to me, I bet you does a body good. I be tracking it down everywhere like a member, but I do it all space style. I'm a breakfast food pile, stacking up the plates like I'm doing a child. I eat it on the east coast, eat it on the west coast. I have it down south with a biscuit of on toast. Right next to me, bitch. Fried eggs and ham. I like it. That uh, that's one of uh, you know what? You can't get that on CD, baby, or any of that stuff yet. But we're gonna put it up there because I damn it, I feel like you're demanding it, and I feel like we owe it to you. But uh, you can get this one on CD, baby, iTunes, all your usual uh, downloadable outlets. 
Hell, if you want it bad enough, send me an email at zigzag at me, and I will burn a copy, and I will send it to you. And I will also burn copies of our other songs and send them to you as well. So here is Farmer's Song. Yes, it's about weed.
is a good thing. Remember that. No matter what you're farming, it's good, usually. I mean, guess if you're farming fish, maybe that's not good. I don't know. Probably could be kind of good. Hey, you know when earlier when we were talking about that car wreck <clears throat> that I was uh, the first person there? Um, you know, and I helped that lady get out of her car and stuff. She was pretty shaken up. And all that, dude, I never got – I thought for sure I'd be on the news. I was never on the news, never was in the newspaper, you know. Uh, the only thing that happened was the insurance company called me and wanted to know exactly what I saw because I'm sure they probably were trying to not pay for this lady's car. So that's why I've stopped helping people. Not only did I have to, like, field calls from her insurance company for, like, two months after that, but I didn't even get any kind of recognition for it. So why why bother helping people if you're not going to get recognition, right? And here's another way to get recognized. It's on the Internet. And uh, we wrote the original song for Internet Love, probably the only song for Internet Love. This is from 1996 when there was still just bulletin boards, man. It wasn't anything like it was now. But we were busy writing Internet Love Song. This is Hypersloth, circa 1996, with Internet Love Song.
net on a mission of love. I'm checking out the chat rooms for a virtual dove. Typing so fast, my fingers on fire. Sending out the goods through a fiber optic wire. Take it to my private chat room, my hypertext pad. We began discussing Star Trek trivia. I find out she knows her shit. She knows the Kirk from the Picard. So we get on down to the nasty. Surfing the net on a mission in love. Checking out the chat rooms for a virtual dove. Typing so fast, my fingers on fire. Sending out the goods through a fiber optic wire. Fingers are smoking, and I upload my goods. That was it. That was the one that started all the internet left on. Get it, get it, get it. Got it good. This has been the Double Zizzle on the Hypersloth Happy Hizzle. Uh, we'll check you on Tuesday nights. I know a lot of people are listening on Saturdays now, so happy Saturday to you all that stuck with us all the way through the show. We look forward to doing it for you again on Tuesday, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 Central, right here on Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to Hypersoft Happy Hour with Zigzag and Rufus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15000 178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.